0: you okay. the start of this episode to explain uh, beforehand what you're about to hear so we recorded this this weekend as uh, i put this out at stanley's kamikaze 2014 uh it was halloween night it was full of a bunch of costumers and uh we had a decent turnout so for everyone who did show up i'd like to thank you uh, ahead of time before you listen to this podcast of a panel you <laughs> have already heard but for those who didn't, uh, you're in for a little treat as we had a few guests and uh, we had Mark back on. And he was uh, he gave a lovely presentation for Kaiju Gaiden. Uh, as always, you can check that out. I'll have all the information at the end of the podcast as well too. So you're, what you're going to hear is pretty much just a uh, straight up recording of the panel. So the sound might sound a little off here and there. That's just pretty much I had a uh, recorder next to the speaker uh, for the most of the panel. It, it turned out pretty decent. So without further ado, I give you the Kaiju Kingdom podcast live at Stanley's Kamikaze 2014. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for coming out. This is uh, the Kaiju Kingdom podcast, our first live podcast. So you very select people are the first audience we've ever had. So give yourself a round of Applause <laughs> Uh, obviously, you're here because you all love giant monsters, unless you're waiting for something else. Raise your hand if you love giant monsters. Oh, all right, hey, cool. At least it's awesome. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> so we're all like minded here. Uh, I'm going to open up the mics for everyone else to introduce themselves. So I'm Chris Eaton. This is my co host.
1: Oh, Jessica, hi. Uh,
2: my name is Tom Frank. I've done this panel, I think I'm the only person to have done this panel every year that you've done it.
1: I think so, yeah. yeah you, or you came I'm on two,
2: Three years ago. No, three years ago, right? Yeah, three years ago. You yeah, no, he said it every year.
1: Yeah,
2: so this is number three for you. This right. is four for me. Yeah,
1: thank you, Tom. You're welcome. <laughs> oh. Tom, tell people about your collection,
2: though. Oh, I collect kaiju and uh, <laughs> robots. Robots are. We can talk about robots at this panel. Yes, that's that's fair. Oh, yes,
1: that's yeah. Her.
2: We're not discriminated. Yes, there we go. Convoy. Uh, I collect oh, very old robots from Japan called Jumbo Machinders. Uh the Shogun Warriors, the original versions of those. Oh, and Tetsujin 21 and stuff like that. Tetsujin 21 yeah. is
3: 28,
2: actually. <laughs> <laughs> Miju Hachiko. Uh, y- yes, yeah. The stuff from that era, the uh, super robots, you know, starting with the Mazinger Z. Yeah. Uh, Get a robot ship? Yeah, well, you know what to talk. I don't have to explain this <laughs> to this crowd. Are you kidding? You're experts, and uh, thanks for coming. So yay.
3: Okay, I'm Armin Vikare, author of The Monster Movie Fans Guide to Japan, which is available after the panel for only ten dollars. <laughs> and that's what that's about is going to see the monster locations in Japan. I'm gonna go on vacation and see where Godzilla, Gamera. And the others stomped around uh, this will take you to the places and uh, including you know, like Toho studios where you can buy stuff like this. So uh, anyway I did that and uh, started off with uh, being a Godzilla fan at the age of nine back in 1962 when the Los Angeles station KHJ played Godzilla for a week or actually Godzilla King of the Monsters for a week the Raven version and been hooked ever since. Uh, the following year, uh, made it even worse when King Kong vs. Godzilla was released in theaters. So I got to see that over here in Los Angeles, paired up with John Wayne, Lee Marvin, and Donovan's Reef. So I got to see a couple of movies with brawls. So,
1: yeah.
4: Mark. Uh, hello, my name is Mark Hadamio. Uh, I'm a currently producing a a documentary film called kaiju gaiden we just got back from Japan last week Uh, We shot there for almost two weeks Uh, it's a documentary covering independent kaiju films I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with you know all the Godzilla films all the Gamera films but there were a lot of films made outside of the studio system you know and not just fan films you know everyone sees fan films on the internet and all Star Wars and superhero fan films but there were some films made in Japan by fans, and these fans were the, pe- the people who actually made the real films at the studios. And they made their own movies. I mean, how many of you heard of a film called Wolfman vs Godzilla? It's, it was a thing of legend. Nobody believed this film existed. It was made 30 years ago. Two years ago, I found the director in Japan after searching for 15 years, and that kind of got the ball rolling, and we found a lot of guys in Japan who've made kaiju films, and that's what the documentary's about. We're uncovering these unknown films that most people have never seen, and many people have never heard of, so.
1: No problem. While we're waiting for something very special that Mars can show us, and very, very few people show it, so we don't want people recording it, right? And putting it online? Uh, yeah. Um. So please don't whip out your phones and start recording it.
4: Well, I'll, I'll say this, because the, the, the guys have been cool. Um, you know, feel free to
1: tweet and talk about it.
4: Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, if you're going to film it, that's fine. You know, to enjoy to enjoy it personally, but please do not upload it online.
1: Thank yeah. you. So, thank
4: you. I've uh, I've uh, forged a really good relationship with the directors over the number of years, and that's their only request. And let's respect them and thank them for sharing their films with us by eating that.
1: So you had briefly spoken about Gamera and Godzilla, and so what I wanted to know first and foremost, because it is the title of our panel, uh, Godzilla from Legendary came out this year. Last year we were talking on our panel, we were speculating about how we would like it, but this year we've actually all have actually seen it. So my question is, do you guys did you guys like the movie? And if not, why? So
3: raise your hands if you liked it. <laughs>
1: Okay. Oh, okay. So it's like
3: a <laughs> all right. On my blog, I wrote my review of it, and the title of my blog was Godzilla, Guardian of the Universe,
1: because
3: <laughs> the movie seemed to play like a like the, the first uh, Shizuki uh, Kaneko Gamera movie, uh, where you got Godzilla battling monsters in you know city locations and everything, uh, being more of a good guy. Sort of like Gamera, and at the end, you know, when he defeats the monster, he heads back out to the ocean. And the thought of my thought at time was, "Where's uh, Kowatani's, uh Gamera march that's missing?" that seems like it would have been most appropriate. But that aside, uh, my feeling was the movie was Light Years far better than the 1998 Geno. And uh, My overall grade was B plus. It would have been an A or A minus had they kept to history better. Uh, Godzilla was not, you know, when they uh, had Godzilla being the target of the nuclear bombing in 1954 at the Bikini Atoll, uh, that was to kill off Godzilla, not chests. Well, that completely blows know history and uh that also takes away Godzilla's metaphor as being the stand in for war and, uh, and the h bomb so that that disappointed me and that's why I graded it a little lower but overall the effects were good I'm very disappointed in the d v d and uh Blu-ray just kind of on the dark side, except when you look at the extras, it's uh, nice and bright where you can see everything. That's my only quibble about that, but uh, my overall grade for Godzilla was B plus. But still, that's light years better than uh, Gino.
2: Um, I liked it, you know, thumbs up. I don't know if I'll go into a letter grade. Uh, <laughs> I liked the monster plot more than the human plot. You know, I like the the Mudo monsters. I like them sort of converging to mate and trying to stop that, that's a real threat. I like Godzilla kind of being good, uh, right from the beginning. Uh, I liked kind of, a a lot of uh, Hollywood movies sort of bombard you with sound, and there was a lot of nice sort of quiet moments in the movie, especially with the monsters. Like, it's not all, you know crashing and explosions all the time there was like especially in the, when they were fighting in Hawaii and you're sort of seeing footage of them and it's silent um you know which is just different i i, I like that stuff the the humans i, I could care less
1: <laughs> mark your thoughts
4: um well i saw it the night before it opened and uh you know, for the most part i liked it you know um and then you know I, it seemed to, be, uh, seemed to be kind of a polarizing film. You know, a lot of people liked or didn't like certain things about it, but I had to stop and put it in perspective. An American Godzilla film will never be like the Japanese Godzilla films. And I'm not knocking it, and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, one is better than the other, but, you know, Toho, the Japanese, invented this genre. There's a certain style that they have to it that is just different from American films. I mean. It was good for what it was, and I enjoyed it, I walked out liking it, but it's, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get, you know, a classic Toho film out of that. It's something different, and I think it adds to the mythology of Godzilla, that different cultures see it different ways. You know, I personally put the legendary film in the same uh, category as, like, the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla cartoon, or the Marvel Comics Godzillas, you know? And it's not, and I'm not knocking. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it's a version of Godzilla, and you know if you look at the big picture, you know the character behind Godzilla is just so huge. You know it's there's many different versions of it, and this just kind of you know adds to the legend.
1: And so Armand brought up how you didn't really like the origin change, which was one of the big things that a lot of people noticed and talked about. Uh, Much like Jane Foster's character in Thor, she was no longer a nurse, she was updated to be an astrophysicist to fit our current time and understanding and our trend. Did you, because I had friends who were screenwriters and they loved it. They said to them it made more sense that he was a prehistoric monster. But do you think keeping him in his original origin, do you think will still work now? Um...
2: I prefer the original origin to this one. Yeah. Um, I, I remember in uh, what is it, Me- Mecha King Ghidra in mm-hmm. 1991, how they sort of explored what you know how he came to be, and he was a dinosaur on the island.
1: Yeah.
2: You'd, and uh, I, and I like that sort of retcon more than this one.
1: Okay. So, you have any thoughts to add to that? You were like, no, sticking with the original. Didn't like well, it. Well, I prefer
3: the original because it made Godzilla metaphor for the H bomb. Our movie here, they took that away basically transferred it to the Mutos and made them more nuclear-oriented than Godzilla. I'm glad he got his breath back this time, but what's Godzilla metaphor for? Nothing, really. Uh, Well,
0: I have an argument against that. Uh, I talked about this uh, on the episode that we reviewed it, and that's what I heard a lot of people. It's like, oh, they took away the nuclear metaphor. well, if you look, if you watch Godzilla's Revenge, Godzilla versus Megalon, that metaphor no longer exists. He just become he became a um, almost a uh, kind of a self parody of himself. at That point now they did go back and explore, it like they did with King Ghidorah, but even after King Ghidorah, it was like no, the, the metaphor was gone. Pretty much, it just became a you know a, a, a wrestling. It was a weekly wrestling show, which is a with, with an element. Now I know that we you know we fans we hold to that. That that original film is the sacred. We put it up on high on the pedestal, and for good reason, it is a very well-made film. The problem with that is that after a while, it's you know it, it it's it's a cash cow, and we as fans enjoy it. much like the Marvel movies. They're you know they each have their own little individual elements to it, but they're pretty much they're comic book films, and they are what they are. Much like the Godzilla series, it is what it is. They're enjoyable, they're great, but after that first film, which was setting out to say something all the other films were saying out to were like, what cool monster can we make this week and have the two of them really go at it. And there was a lot of cool elements. There was, they did, you know, like Violente, you know, talks about, you know, the, the, uh, especially in the late 80s, the, the threat of genetic engineering. Like, they got to the GMO thing well before everybody else did. But, um, but no, like this new one, the idea that he was just an, a creature from a time when the world was more radiated, radiated Works fine with me because I wasn't holding on to the fact that it's like they're not remaking the original film; they're just adding a new one to the series, and whatever we get is what we get, whether it be good or not. I liked it, but I, you know, as a hardcore, longtime Godzilla fan, I've been a Godzilla fan since I was four. I'm 30 now. I wasn't like, oh, they took away the nuclear metaphor. It's like, no, he sh- shot his breath. He looked like Godzilla, and the fact that I liked it, he was like a very old man Godzilla. Like he just. Look like like Murtaugh from uh, from Lethal Weapon. Just like, God damn it, I gotta do this. I get, it's like you woke me up. I was this my day off. Just, all right. The soundtrack should've been a
3: saxophone. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty
0: much. So the fact that the nuclear metaphor is kind of gone doesn't, you know, it's it's not a big deal. I think the more or less people, especially the general public, it's it's like the Robin argument with with the Dark Knight. Everyone, especially my, my friends who are hardcore Batman fans, are like. That's not, you know, the jo- George and isn't Robin. It's like, well, no. Your average fan doesn't know the, the deep in minutia of all this stuff. They get the general idea. Okay, there's Batman, there's Robin, there's that. So when they, you know, when they said his name as Robin, everyone's like, oh, okay, we get it. Godzilla is a big, fire-breathing monster, and he fights other monsters. That's the gist of what the general public, you know, knows. And that's what they delivered, and obviously it worked because it made almost $100 million the first weekend. So they did their job and I think they did their job well. Was it a great movie? No, but there's much like you know, how Batman Begins wasn't, I don't think, a great movie. It has room to improve and they're obviously going to you know, explore those themes later on.
1: What did you guys think? Did you guys like the origin change or you guys didn't like the origin change? I mean, there's more people shaking their heads. <laughs> there's you know, lots it, it, of heads shaking to, to me, like, okay, I said I prefer
2: the original origin, it's not a deal breaker you know, there's other stuff that I would rather change in the movie than the origin I'm like, okay, they're going to do it this way we're further away from Hiroshima, it's not as relevant to, you know, right. you know beat you, you know, over the head with it and that's fine um, you know, I, I have no problem with updating it you know some of the uh, dr. Sarazawa was just lame to me you know he's the same <laughs> expression you know and I just love that character in the original you know he's so tragic and um, I mean, yeah you got to change some stuff okay they updated you know th- this movie was like operating at such an advantage because the 1998 one is so crappy that like everyone's <laughs> attitude well it's got to be better than that you know the the, the bar is so low going Yeah, nowhere to go
4: but up Yeah.
2: yeah. And it did go up, and um, uh, I'm glad, you know, it, it's, it's a fine film, there's other movies I like more, uh, I hope the next one's better, and I think there's re- reason to think that that'll be the case.
1: Yeah. I was gonna ask, but I mean, now I don't need to, it was, like, was this a good film to bring him back to his glory days, because it's 60 years, of course you were like, Mark was like, there's nowhere to go but up. Uh, why do you think that this character, Godzilla, has lasted 60 years?
3: Well, as a character, Godzilla's adaptable. Uh, from the beginning, he was a nuclear terror, and then he gradually morphed into a, well, by King Kong vs. Godzilla, that was played stri- uh, strictly satirical. It was for laughs. So that was a fun thing, and that kind of changed the character a bit. And that continued on through Godzilla versus the Thing, or known in Japan as Mothra versus Godzilla in 1964, and then he changed even further in uh, Ghidorah, the Three Headed Monster, where he, you know, basically becoming a into the superhero Godzilla that, you know, was really prevalent in the 1970s. You know, where, you know, he's defending Earth and teaming up with, instead of fighting Mothra and Rodan. And, you know, he's been highly adaptable, whether it's a good thing or not, it's hard to say, but uh, I would have to go on the side it's been a good thing, because here he is, what, what, nearly around 30 movies later, uh, American and Japanese, and uh, he's still uh, uh, around. So, uh, yeah, he's lasted because He's an adaptable character, kind of like Superman or something.
1: But he's a non-human. That's what I also find fascinating. It's,
3: it's funny, like, uh, when you're
2: talking, just listening to him talk about uh, the sort of changes in Godzilla, like if this were Dungeons and Dragons, to me, Godzilla's alignment in the first film would be chaotic evil. And it's still chaotic evil, you know, Anguilis, Godzilla versus King, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus the thing, still chaotic evil. By the time you get to Ghidra, the three-headed monster, He's, his alignment has changed to neutral, um, and then by the time like uh, you get to uh, I, I don't know Godzilla's Revenge, he's lawful good, and he was that way since you know through Titanosaurus. I think that's the first time d and D reference
0: has been dropped, and any, anything <laughs> relating Godzilla too. Uh,
2: it's just it was a clear progression from bad to good, you know, in the series. Mark, what do you think?
4: Well, like Armand said, uh, the character of Godzilla is very adaptable. He, Like he said, he could be a nuclear nightmare, and he transformed to a superhero basically in the 70s. But one thing that's consistent with him is that in every film, Godzilla has a personality. It's not just, you know, a nameless, mindless creature on the screen. In every one of the movies, Godzilla has some sort of motivation, some sort of personality. And that's why I think people identify with it.
0: that's why he stuck out more than like, a lot of the American monsters in the 50s and 60s. Yeah,
4: I mean, you, you knew the American monsters were, were going to get killed. Yeah, Godzilla is the ultimate badass. Yeah. You do not screw with him.
1: Like Batman.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the armies of the world, you throw everything at him, all it does is take him off. You, know, you do not screw with Godzilla because he will flatten you out. And any monsters that go against him, he flattens them out.
2: The other thing, too, is, like, from the second movie on, he was always fighting another monster, which is always good, which is, like, not something that was going on in American monster movies. It was always like, oh, this thing popped up, and how do we defeat it? And let's send out wind-up tanks against it, and, oh, they didn't work, and let's figure something out. Whereas, like, in this, it's just like, you're, as a kid, you're like, oh, well, yeah, it's not just a giant monster, it's fighting another giant monster. How cool is that?
0: Well, that's, I think that's why the Harryhausen films stick out, because he knew that. It's like, okay, we have a movie about a thing from Venus. It's just him or the whole thing. Let's make him fight an elephant halfway through, just for the, for the hell of it. That's why. Uh, that's why those films stick, because that's the one thing Harryhausen had going for him was that all of his creations had personalities to them. And if you look at anything, you know, out like tarantula and all that other stuff, it, they were just, you know, the the creature on the, on the loose, kind of that weak thing. And it was just like, okay, you know, the military always bombed the crap out of them, and they're always like, science, no, 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 you screwed up this time. It's the might. the beauty about the Japanese films was always like. Okay, the military—we're screwed. Science, what do you got? And they're very, very pro-science too. Even when they are like cautionary against science, it's like this science screwed up, so let's use this science to win. Yeah. that's why—that's one thing I love about them.
3: Funny how you mentioned Harryhausen. Harryhausen was not a fan of Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's yeah. In Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, if the Cyclops didn't fight the dragon with no wings at the end, there I would be. I would not like the movie as much. <laughs> you know, I just remember as a kid, like, oh wow, there's this monster and there's this monster, and then they brought them together, and I'm like, thank wow, this is like Reese's peanut butter cups. You know, <laughs> and, and that's another thing. Like with the 1998 one, like it's just Godzilla and these eggs and the small ones, and the humans are fighting them. With this. The Mudo monsters, yeah, be battle royale. Right. Let's have them duke it out, and they did. You know that delivered. You know, and that's like an obvious thing. And uh, and they're going to do more of it. So, yeah, and they, they followed
4: uh, that that pattern became like a cliche with uh, uh, giant monster films, especially Japanese giant monster films. You know, because ten years after the debut of Godzilla, you know, Gamera appeared. Of course, in his first film, he was a villain. You know, but then immediately in the next film. He started fighting other monsters, and uh, Gamera had a different personality than Godzilla. Gamera was a defender, now, he eventually became the friend of all children, but he was still a defender of the Earth. Even in the 90s when they rebooted the series, he was taken more seriously, but still Gamera had uh, his role as a defender of Earth. Not necessarily humans, if humans got in the way that may be too bad for them, but he still defended the Earth.
1: Mark you must be reading my mind cuz my next my next topic I was going to bring up was Gamera because we know next year and not as many people know is the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary. Now if you three and I guess Chris if you want to if you guys were total creative control marketing you know, head of the department, and someone told you we want you with this flying turtle to be the next Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes, where you reboot something and make it so trend-worthy and popular. How would you do it in a fiftieth anniversary for Gamora?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I still want Gamora four. I want from <laughs> you know, Gamora three. I love so much, and uh, you know, there's the the, the fan-made film uh, which Mark knows a lot more than I do about, um, but like the, the Gamma 3 ends on a cliffhanger, that, that's what I want to see, I want, uh, y- well, if you theoretically the, got four, with Brave, y- no, no, <laughs> that was, that
0: <laughs> nothing to do with the
2: Kaneko it, one, it's a no. violent as hell film for the kid's film too, the, the, there's there's the cliffhanger, there's like the the Gamma graveyard, mm-hmm. and there's that, that
0: there's, a, there's a lot of un, unresolved, uh, like world building
2: that was never touched upon. Yeah, no, but, but there's like all the, I don't know, 100 monsters <laughs> flying, well, yeah. you know, and there's the Gamera graveyard, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, are they gonna like have all of the Gamera's that are in the graveyard mm-hmm. come out and find uh, all of the guys? That would be awesome! And then, no, we're gonna reboot it and do something else. Yeah. So, uh, but if you gotta reboot Gamera and start from scratch, uh, Gamera and a ton of other monsters, end of pitch, give me a
3: million dollars. <laughs> well, let's see the ending of Gamma Three with all the Gauss was sort of touched upon in the Gamma the Brave, although that was not part of that nineties uh, trilogy, but I think the blend of you know the seriousness of the Kaneko films, along with some of the more light uh Aspects of Gamera the Brave would be a good movie for the 50th anniversary, you Kind of makes it both. I went to the uh, premiere of uh, Gamera the Brave at that time, uh, the ticket said Gamera the Little Braves, <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, there would be uh, Native Americans in there. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it was a very nicely photographed movie, beautiful scenery, and uh, I was kind of disappointed in the Gamera suit, but the uh, uh, Zetas uh, monster w- was very well done. Uh, I don't know, I'd, I'd kind of like to see a blend of that one along with the Kaneko trilogy. Uh, you,
0: want, you want seriousness with whimsy.
3: Not too much whimsy, but you know. <laughs> Just a
0: dusting of whimsy? What I
3: like about Gamera the Brave, even though there is primarily focused focus on children, the acting and the story, the dialogue and everything, involving children was not sappy to make adult viewers cringe. It was well done, it was played realistic as kids would normally react. So I enjoyed it that way. I didn't even go with those stupid, you know, I think the worst movie that ever was involving kids was Ben, that was the sequel to uh, Willard from the 1970s. Wow. Oh, that was horrible. That kid just drove me up the wall everything. It was just ah, cringing. Michael Jackson sang the theme song. How yeah. do I say that. <laughs> Why are you still
2: black? Uh, to me, the fight in Shibuya with Gauss and the uh, two or three Gammas is the single best fight in any kaiju film ever. Like, you talk about defending the Earth. Gamera is defending the Earth, and, and there is just so much collateral damage that's going on, and <laughs> bodies are flying everywhere. He just happens to kill thousands of people. You must
1: have liked Man of Steel.
2: And, 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 <laughs> And it's the the beginning of the movie and he's not even fighting the monster that's in the title and I'm just like, where is this coming from? Like, it's it's a highlight of the genre. And you actually see the people... Like, yeah, it's it, it, it's isn't. so not sugar coated, and yeah. it's 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 like sucker punching you because it's Gamera, it's the defender well, of children. Well, you know, no, no, I who
0: mean, had... if you even look at the, the 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 '60s ones. They were violent as hell. Like Godzilla, very rarely ever had like bloodshed. Gamera had limbs torn off every yeah. single film. He was impaled. He was it was pretty much like, like Vigo uh, in Ghostbusters 2, before they drew him, quarter him, c- uh, cut off his head, drowned him, you know, all that stuff. That's that that's,
2: infection stuff with Monster X is yeah. gross. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's that, alien too. Uh, <laughs>
2: you
4: know, it wasn't until I saw the Japanese version of, of uh Gamera versus Jiger that I realized that the Space Gauss just dismembers the uh, wow. no, Giron dismembers yep. the Space Gauss. Yeah. And there's a jerk about it. He's cutting him up. He's quite decent laughing about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty violent for a kid's film. Well, how would, you, how would you go about it, Mark? How would you go about a reboot? A reboot of yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, Just it. in general. Uh, Gamera. A Gamera character. Of Gamera? Yeah. Well, like everyone else, I would love to see the 90s trilogy, uh, a resolution to that. You know, there was the independently made Gamera 4, which did show exactly what happened. But, you know, I'd love to see a professional production done of that. And I like Tom's idea of having the entire Gamera graveyard.
2: That's what I assumed Locke. was going to
4: happen. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I would. I would obviously stick with the, uh, the the genetic engineering aspect of it. Like the like, what you could do is you could take like you know we've dug up Atlantean, you know, the genetic engineering, figure out how they made Gamera, and then go around I me, mean, you know, not create like an anti-Gamera, but create like something akin. It like
3: you know, cause it was how, cause right? kind of how
0: gay well, Iris was, uh, was like a like a rogue creation, too. They kind mm-hmm. of alluded to it. was like one of the like the earlier, very Guyver esque almost, yes, like it was one of the lost numbers and it just gets loose and it's just it's going after you know the more the the the, the uh streamline model, you
2: yeah. know, and the, the human characters in that, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. attacking the humans, in yeah. uh, the. Love those characters yeah, yes. in Gamera 3. Like, yeah. Wow, interesting people.
0: So you do that, but yeah, you would update it with like, you know, art, taking art technology and put it to So maybe like you can combine something like biomechanical with like a lot of like, kind of like the, um, kind of like, like how Kira was in mm-hmm. Mega Godzilla, like yeah. something yeah. with uh, both robotics and, yeah. and, 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 gene- and genetic.
4: So. Kira rocks, by the way. Yeah. Only one thing could possibly top that, and it's something we've all wanted to see. Gamera versus Godzilla, <laughs> which was an idea in the early 90s, but Toho nixed it.
1: Do you have a question? We have a question, yes. Well,
2: not really a question, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name because
4: it's a YouTube series. Okay. Sure, say it. No, say it. Yeah. We're well, not lawyers. It's okay.
2: Death Battle already did it, Godzilla versus Gamera. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Film, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yeah, very really cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean... What do you think on that? I mean, do you still want to see a Godzilla versus Gamera movie, even though things like Gamera would just be well, shredded
0: pieces? It depends, because they're they they're, they're I mean, the, their idea was like we're we're studying like the basics of every character. So, um, if you just ignore that and just kind of go with the Freddy versus Jason route, and you just kind of take okay, this guy has this, this guy has this, and just let him go at it. I still think that if they went with the Gamera three Gamera and like maybe like the 2000 godzilla it would be a fairly even fight yeah because be there, there are so
4: many different versions of yeah. each character there's different cameras there's different Godzilla. Mm-hmm. you know are you talking about the 60s gamera or the modern one or the one
2: in, in they all 3? have different hit dice and to bring dungeons yeah. and dragons back
4: yeah
0: now we're pulling string yeah we're pulling hairs at that point uh i, I have a quick question real quick before we get into anything else what's since the 60th anniversary what's your guys's favorite godzilla film just shoot from down on
4: uh godzilla
3: 1954
2: Monster Zero. Monster Zero, destroy all monsters.
1: Um, I would have to say the original nineteen fifty four. Yeah.
0: I'm a seventy four Mecha Godzilla fan myself.
1: Yes. Oh, no, that's
0: a good yeah.
2: I like uh, smog monster and I like uh, Mecha King Ghidorah also.
4: And I like Megalon and I like Godzilla's Revenge. I don't care who knows it.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked the because I was a poison yeah. ivy girl. So, whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, it reminds me of her. But um, we actually have something very special that we're going to show. Before we start, Mark, tell people, what am I wearing? Jessica is wearing
4: an actual. <laughs> Stand up, Jessica. <laughs> she does have the belts on, but it's an actual movie prop from Godzilla Final Wars. It's the dress uniform of the Mutant Squadron of the Earth Defense Force.
1: Oh, my <laughs> God.
4: Nice.
1: Oh <my> <laughs> uh, has this been washed? <laughs> no. No, I got
0: it two weeks ago from Japan. I don't know. It's got the stink of Toho all over it. Real quick, how many people are out here are actually fans of Final Wars? And that's like the most like dividing film. All right, got about half the room. All right, good.
4: With you film. I think yeah. you know, I like. I think it was a wasted opportunity. You know, when we first saw the absolutely, yeah. I mean, people were expecting a new Destroy All Monsters, which it could have been awesome. You know, I, we just wish that you know. The smog monster appeared more than three seconds yeah. you
2: know i still want a sequel to destroy all monsters yeah so destroyed more monsters
3: yeah.
0: all right, well mark you got something to show the people you yeah let's see this things. stuff yeah. you
2: know, enough of us yak it. i know we're entertaining this is the get. main
0: reason why everyone's probably showing i was like I even give a
4: all right um and i told you about our project it's called kaiju gaiden it's a documentary it's currently on kickstarter Our Kickstarter campaign lasts another 12 days, ends on November twelfth. So please go to Kickstarter, look up Kaiju Gaiden. It means Monster Side Story. It's the documentary covering all of the kaiju films that most people have never seen. And what I'm gonna show you are clips of some of these films and uh, enjoy. (laughs) Kaiju versus the other ones. Yeah. It's a sequel to Attack of the Mushroom People. are bound to.
1: 高度 300
3: mあと あと
2: シンペさん、もうガメラそう それからまだ…
1: ま、これもまた 1
4: 撮影の時、撮影の時は、1人
2: <笑><笑><笑><笑> まあ、and
4: finally, Wolfman vs. Godzilla. who actually worked on the 70s films, he was a Toho employee. Half the staff who worked on those films were actually Toho employees. In a way, it's kind of like an unofficial Godzilla film. Has
2: anyone made
4: a toy? Uh, I've made... What? I've made companies. I'm trying to get people to ask her. See more of those. Guide in. Look it up online, and if you can, support the Kickstarter campaign.
1: Wonderful. Um, I have to go because I have a Battle of the James Bond panel in like ten minutes. Feel free to come to that afterwards. But Chris has something lovely for all you guys who waited so patiently, and also he's going to tell us more about our podcast. Also, if you have any questions, I saw you gentlemen there have a question. Feel free to ask. On behalf, thank you so much for coming.
0: All right, everyone, as she said, um, you can check us out at uh, the com. We are on com. You can find us on Stitcher and iTunes as well. Uh, you can also, gentlemen, you got anything, ben? Uh
2: i got two panels tomorrow. Uh, I have a panel called Sketch Fighter here uh, in this very room. Uh, 2.30 p.m. tomorrow, comic book artists and uh, stand-up comedians playing geek-themed Pictionary. Against yeah. each other. And uh, Comics and Comics, uh, Stand Up Comedy, All Geek, uh, 530 and 303 ABC. Come on. No more panels for me this weekend.
0: But you got your book, though, right? Because this is going up on the
3: internet, so we're. Okay, to find only $10 here, so. And I'll sign it for free.
4: Anna and Mark, you got the Kickstarter going? Yeah, the Kaiju Gang and the Kickstarter, and also uh, I have a website, www.insearchofmonsters.com. All sorts of fun stuff on there. And uh, I'm going to be hanging out after this downstairs where the tables are by the Spider-Man basketball thing. So if you want to see more of these films, i got a ton of them. So I'll be hanging out there, if you want to watch them, I'll be happy to show you.
0: I want to thank everyone for coming out. I, yeah, if you got a question, we're, we're kind of close. We started a little late because of the audio video. Uh, uh, issues, but uh, we'll be hanging out outside. So just come and like find us uh, for everyone that showed up. You see this little print over here. I have custom lithographs for everyone who showed up to this panel. So you all get one. Uh, thank you all for coming out. Thank you, Kamikaze. Thank you. Just this will be up on our podcast feed uh, this weekend. So come check.
4: Uh, give it a download. Give it a listen. And also, I brought exclude. I brought uh, Wolfman vs. Godzilla posters, movie posters, for free if you would like them. Thank you for coming. Just meet us all outside. We'll talk to you then. Thank you.
2: Wasn't that awesome, everyone? I want to thank Tom,
0: Armand, and Mark for showing up. I want to thank Mark for presenting some of that lovely footage that he has. Um, As always, you can go and donate to his Kickstarter, the Kaiju Guide in Kickstarter. I have the link in the show notes. As of this recording, there's about eight days left. So please, people, give generously. This project is... I, I, it's I can't put it in words, just how awesome it is. And for those who were there, they got to see some of the footage. They will probably tell you just how goddamn awesome it is as well. So uh, you can always head on out. It's uh, Kickstarter.com slash Kaiju Gaiden, I believe. So check it out. And as always, you can hear us on PanzerCrush.com, where you've been hearing this podcast as of late. Also. For, I, I'm proud to announce, we are finally on Stitcher, and we're on iTunes. For those who don't like to right-click and save. So you can go find us there as well. I will have sh- links in the show notes if uh, if you've been getting your uh, your kaiju Kingdom straight from PanzerCrush.com. And uh, that will do it for us for this week. So for Jessica and myself, I want to say thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.